0: Welcome to Disagree Better. I'm Tammy Lensky. Deflecting blame, denying responsibility, and minimizing negative impact are defensive behaviors that make problem-solving conversations so frustrating. To reduce defensiveness and increase their willingness to take responsibility, use this research-supported approach when you confront. The urge to defend ourselves may well have evolutionary roots, get blamed, get tossed out of the group, and we've got to face the lions and tigers and bears all by ourselves. Defensiveness may be so deeply woven into the fabric of our humanity that when our evidence has a negative impact, we may actually experience less responsibility than when our impact is benign, and I'll put a link about that in the show notes. Factors like these are are worth remembering when we confront someone about their words or actions because they help us choose the right path for our words and actions. Put another way, we have more power than we may think to reduce someone else's defensiveness. But to do so, we must be able to embrace their humanity even while we disagree with what they did. That's our work when we want them to do their work. Researchers at Australia's Flinders University were interested in the factors that increase and decrease defensiveness and in finding ways to foster responsibility-taking when someone's behavior has a negative impact. After two experiments, here's what they concluded. Defensiveness increases when people feel stigmatized or rejected, and people who feel secure in their identity as a valued group member are less defensive. Said the researchers, our recommendations for reducing defensiveness when dealing with someone who may have done something wrong is to emphasize respect and value for the person, even if you disagree with their views or actions. Quick side note, one of the two experiments in the study made use of the controversial Implicit Association Test, or IAT, a tool that critics believed to be flawed the researchers acknowledged the possible limits of the IAT and conducted the second experiment in part to account for this. So, when we want to reduce their defensiveness and help them take responsibility, our work is to choose language and tone that isn't stigmatizing and to stress, if it's true, of course, that their behavior isn't putting them on notice. At work, This means making sure they know their job and membership in your team aren't in jeopardy or that they aren't about to be written up, again, if true. The research suggests that it isn't enough just to imply it. You've got to say it to make sure they're not letting wounds from prior supervisors or other team members color what they're hearing from you. Put into words, it might sound something like, I view you as a key team member and have something to discuss, that I believe will strengthen your contributions even more. At home with your partner, this means making sure you're not threatening divorce or separation or implying them either when you confront a problem you have with them. It means reining in any tendency to disparage or condemn. It means making a point of highlighting your love and respect for them. Put into words, it might sound something like, I think we're a damn great team and hope we can sort something out that's been bothering me a bit. Or, perhaps more subtly, hey sweetie, is now an okay time to discuss something that's been on my mind. As you listen to this, are you thinking this seems like too much effort and it shouldn't be your job to fix their defensiveness? Well, here's the rub. You may be contributing to their defensiveness by the way you confront And of course, while you're waiting around for them to change, you're stuck with a behavior you don't like. In the show notes, I will put links to five more approaches for reducing defensiveness. Thanks for listening. The home base for Disagree Better is TammyLensky.com, where you'll find conflict resolution resources, show notes, and transcriptions. That's T-A-M-M-Y-L-E-N as in negotiation. S-K-I dot com. I'll see you there.